Part of me wants to wait until we see the players Minnesota United puts out on the field next spring. But I make a lot of calls around MLS, and I can't tell you how many coaches, GMs, and agents there are who are saying Minnesota in its first year might be one of the worst teams in MLS history on the field. It doesn't help Minnesota that it's being compared to Atlanta, which looks set to be competitive in Season 1 on the field and perhaps near the top of the league in terms of attendance and atmosphere. One thing that people in Minnesota do say, however, is that in a couple years they'll be playing in their own stadium on grass at a time when Atlanta is playing in an NFL stadium on artificial turf. And that's a pretty good point. Anyway, to answer your question, Chicago and Houston have the lowest number of wins in MLS at 7. Over-under for Minnesota in 2017 is 5. And welcome to the fourth episode of the 55-1 podcast, hosted by 55-1. I'm Jeff Reuter, and across from me is Wes Berdine, rubbing his beautiful bald head. How are you doing today, Wes? I'm I'm very good. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling particularly bald, so... Well, you should. Yep. And we already decided. We're four episodes in, <laughs> and we already need new blood to try to save the podcast. So, we've brought in a guest who started off with a nice cold read of the Grant Wall quote that we're going to be discussing later. We have the uh, AOMSP president, Emily Johns-Peterson. Hey. Hello. Thanks for having me. Um, we're going to, on this episode, we're obviously, uh, we brought Emily on to, to talk about uh, the U.S. women's national team match that that happened uh, this week, is over this weekend at U.S. Bank Stadium, but... Um, on the show, we're going to talk about Carly Lloyd, um, who I've accepted into my heart as my Lord and Savior. We're going to briefly hit on Red Bulls, uh, New York Red Bulls 2, swooping right in the U.S. playoffs. Uh, we have MLS predictions. We've got MLS or uh, Minnesota United uh, as the worst team in the history of the world. Uh, we've got a crap load of Twitter questions that I don't even know if we can get through all, but um, I'm excited. Let's start off with the U.S. Women's National Team. This is the the good of the week. Uh, but Emily, just briefly tell us when did you um, come to come to soccer? When did soccer come into your life? <laughs> well, I always played soccer as a kid, um, but I think it probably I uh, have a lot of family friends who live in France, and I would spend summers as a kid there. So. Hanging out with the Europeans. Wow, really going John Kerry with your childhood. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure it was just like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would go to games there with friends and whatnot and really started loving it. And I mean, one reason that I love it is because of the, the ease with which you can create an international connection with someone who's not from the United States, you know. It's a really easy way to make conversation with people. And I just, that's one thing that I really love about it. And I... I um, still play a lot of rec soccer. I'm not nearly as good as I would like to be, but I am enthusiastic. I can't imagine that Swiss people were very excited to talk to you after the U.S. match, though. And probably before it, for that matter, because they lost 4-0 midweek, There was, like, too. one you, Swiss person there. Yeah, did you, did you see a Swiss person there? Oh, Olga? Yeah, she was great. Yeah. She was there. <laughs> there, was a, there was a very Olga-looking player on, who was on the bench I saw afterwards. Um, what games did you see 
when you were in France growing up? What? Oh, what um, we would go to we'd actually go to PSG games, but this okay. is a long time ago. Yeah, this yeah. is long before they were PSG. Today's before PSG, they were PSG yeah. right? Exactly. Okay. When you would like you'd have some have to go through like four layers of riot police to get into the game, and they'd have to cancel the game because too many people threw flares on the field. And those are the days. Mm. <laughs> so you from your from your childhood. Uh, um, and now you you took over. Uh, uh, American Outlaws, Minneapolis, St. Paul, mm-hmm. in a bloodless coup last year. <laughs> um, but this is so. Since you took over, then a U.S. Women's National Team. It's been nine years. Yeah, and so you're welcome. You already de- campaign already delivered in you're your welcome. first hundred days. You sued all your, uh, your all the people who had uh, claimed you sexually assaulted them, and you got a U.S. And Women's National Team. If I remember team. right, you uh, appealed St. Paul Care. Or Sweetwater Care, wasn't it? Sweetwater right, Care? Sweetwater Care. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. so that's well, the, the healthcare program from the Sweetwater. Like great yeah. Sweetwater. Oh, so yeah. uh, what's what's left? Do Are not you ready? Speak ill of the dead. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you were actually asking a real question. No. So then, uh, what did the chapter do, or how how does a chapter prepare for an international friendly like this? Um. Well, I mean, we it's not rocket science. You know, it's just trying to get people excited about the game. So luckily, we have kind of a blueprint that AO National uses with everybody. You know, you got the important things that are planning the night before party for the night before, so you can uh, get people excited about the game, but also get uh, be welcoming to the people that come in from other places. So, and and before we even get to the game, we'll, we'll talk about. Um, so, this was your first big TFO as well, mm-hmm. um, planning that, and uh, and uh, you know, it went up and it, it said American Outlaws, Minneapolis, Saint, never neutral was the main, right? Yeah, was the main. Uh, Thing. I thought it was pretty clever. Although when I tweeted it out, I got a few responses that were. I like, know, I saw that. They were like, uh, "Whoa, I'm not so sure about that." <laughs> and it's not like you said, like American outlaws. We didn't hide Nazi gold or something. Well, like, it's not like you said. I mean, there's a reason it didn't just say never neutral. Like the United States, like never neutral. Like we're awfully neutral on a lot of things yeah. we should not be neutral on. <laughs> Which is why we made clear to say the American outlaws. Like obviously. Right. We're not neutral about which soccer team we like best. So we thought that right. that would like maybe take out a little bit of the political sting, but get the message across. I, d- I don't even... Th- I but mean, I did, it surprisingly didn't work that well, I guess. As, as someone who like never wants to take political sting out of anything, I, I guess I'm not... The, the well, we had to get it approved but... by U.S. Soccer, so we couldn't do like oh, all okay. of our... Oh, we really? had a lot of really scandalous ideas, but we couldn't... What were cut? Them. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, partially that we self-edited knowing it had to be approved by U.S. Soccer. What was the one that you wish you could have done... Like that—that that would just be way too inappropriate. You're gonna get me in trouble. Good. Um, no one listens. We talked to this about podcast, this. I don't know if we ever—I don't know so. if we ever seriously thought about this. But we thought about uh, some of us talked about it. this. Would have made some of our members angry. We talked about doing a tifo with a picture of Megan Rapinoe kneeling on it. Oh, ooh, yeah, I, I would have loved that. See, don't actually. worry. The only know, two people <laughs> who listen to this are Wes's mom and Seth Blatter. So you're gonna be totally yeah, fine. and Megan Rapinoe. Um, yeah. So I mean, we talked about that, but not not only would that have invited a lot of internal controversy, I don't think that U.S. Yeah. Soccer would have appreciated it. Sure. Probably not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was really, I was kind of bummed to not get a chance to interview Megan Rapino. I uh, that was even before the, the 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 kneeling thing. I I really wanted to interview her, but oh well. Um, let, let's actually talk about the game because the game was uh, at basically post brunch. It was like everyone walked in with their sixty four uh, ounce uh, Bloody Marys um, and sunglasses on. And, uh, and kids included, and uh, and the game was in U.S. Bank Stadium, which the only other soccer game that's been there was the Chelsea Inter Inter Milan AC Milan. I was at that game, and I can't. <laughs> um, that's how interesting it was. Um, 
which was that game was sold out. This game was they said twenty three thousand four hundred. I can't tell if that's true or not because I've never seen. I, I have no. I have nothing to compare to, but it was a. It was weird, right? Or, or what was your in, interaction with the environment in the space? Um, it was weird. I mean, I think the I think the lower bowl looked like it was more mostly full, three quarters full. Parts it looked, you know, one side looked very right, full. Yeah. You know, the end lines weren't 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 particularly full, but I mean, I think that it was the first thing you notice. Obviously, is just looking at the field that it didn't look that great with the painting over the football oh, numbers yeah. and everything. It just it was kind of unsettling and raised questions about their commitment for the women's team when, like, the ICC game there had this pristine grass field that they'd spent, like, I don't know how long working on. Yes, that was, it was a big, a big deal. But, but you know, and, and actually, um, at Law underscore, so Mitch, anyway, uh, sent in a Twitter question of, that pitch on Sunday, WTF, women's soccer disrespected by, by U.S. soccer, the, the the difference between the ICC is that the previous ICC match here um, went so poorly when they did a terrible job with turf. Right. So this year they spent a lot more money. It was a really big deal to have the proper turf. Mm-hmm. You know who didn't spend a lot of money to have the proper turf? U.S. Soccer. Is but, that who would have paid for it? Is it their fault or is it the stadium's fault or who's? I'm, I'm sure the sta- you know the stadium. It's U.S. Soccer. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they. However, that would be structured. It's not for the stadium to make it. It's and U.S. Right. soccer can't pretend they didn't notice when the 2015 Women's World Cup was chastised for having so many turf fields <coughs> up in Canada. Because, I mean, yeah. it's so close. The, well, most of the backlash... I mean, the U.S. women's national team threatened to boycott it. Well, right? they, there's been the Hawaii game. There's been plenty of plenty of uh, controversies with the women, the U.S. women fighting against it. Um, most of those women conveniently were not playing in this match. Imagine that. Uh, some of them, at least. Uh, Carly Lloyd did make a comment after uh, after the match um, in the scrum. Ooh! Bonus! Bonus round. Everyone, if you can hear that sound, there's a weird synthesizing laser that comes when our heater goes on. It goes through the entire house. It's this weird... I don't know if that came through the... Oh, I thought that was cueing the lightning round. I'm not editing yet. <laughs> there we go. We gotta go faster, everyone. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. The special bonus. That hasn't happened in this podcast yet. Um, Carly Lloyd made made reference to it, just kind of uh, a little bit sarcastic in in, in passing. But uh, one thing I noticed about the the stadium was that it was dead quiet. I mean, uh, yeah, the American Outlaws were doing a great job of noise, but I could I literally could hear Abe Apodi, who was leading the cheers. I was up in the press box, I almost two hundred yards away. And I could hear his voice leading. I specifically I was like, "That's Abe." I could hear uh, Ashlyn Harris, the goalkeeper for the U.S., yelling at people. It was so weird. And thankfully, there were six goals that that caused enough ruckus throughout the match. But it was it made me so 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 glad that there's not going to be an MLS team in that stadium. Ugh, it would it would suck my soul yeah. every week to have to go to them. Stadium. And the sound is just—it's like a vacuum. I mean, you could do what you could just be yelling out. You feel like you're yelling into a void. Yeah, like you're—you're you're like you can feel the vibrations from your mouth just disappearing. And I mean, I think it is a good sign that the management of the stadium seems as intent as they are in supporting soccer and bidding for soccer games and aggressively trying to get big soccer events here. I mean, even when the Minnesota United Stadium is built, we're going to need a place where that 
can host soccer games that holds more than 22,000 people yeah. or however many that's going to hold. So, I mean, it seems like a good sign that the management is at least trying to bring these games in. So then what kind of games would fill that? Because now it looks like if an international friendly is pulling 23,400 and you're looking at the stadiums that the U.S. Soccer Federation chooses for qualifiers and they're usually around 20K, are, is that ICC? Is that pretty much the uh, the target? Is just keep bringing these big international friendlies in the off season. I mean, you could have think about Gold Cup or Copa America. Last summer was played in big football stadiums. Copa America was Gold Cup. I mean, I've seen at uh, Sporting KC. That's true. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that Minneapolis is never going to be a market that they're going to give a huge game to. You know, like like for the big thing would be: Are we going to have a, a either men or women's World Cup here? Would they give it to Minneapolis? Why not just give it to Chicago, where U.S. Soccer is based, and it's a bigger hub? They're not going to give it to Minneapolis and but Chicago. But if you're going to have 96 countries in the World Cup, you need yeah, that is true. a few more stadiums. That is true. true. Yes, so. we're in. Um, well, we, we should actually move on to, to keep going, but um, the game itself uh, was... Uh, it started... Well, it started well, and then there was the, the first goal came from Switzerland with uh, uh, Sandrine Moron. Um, and then it was a rout after that, basically. I mean, after after uh, Switzerland scored, then then it w- was the U.S. What, from from AO, what what stood out to you about about the match? Um, well, we of course really we had an excellent view for Carly Lloyd's first goal. Um, just standing right behind it, you could see it just curling up into the corner, and it was really great. And people were really excited about that. Um, well, you were on the opposite end, right? Yeah, yeah but we yeah. could see it but just, you could like, just from see the. It's even better. It was it was one of yeah. those it was one of those goals where um, I'm I don't sit in the press box box often because I, I I'm not a good media person. I I get excited and I gesture and I very there were others around me who got really excited about that. I had to, I tried to like not yell out while I'm while yeah. I'm up there. <laughs> Try to maintain some sort of professionalism. But uh, Carly Lloyd scored from 27 yards out and it was. Uh, it was what um, Ian McIntosh uh, from The Guardian would call a thunder bastard. Um, it was amazing. It was a su- superb goal. But but the goals all around were fantastic. Right. You had, uh, when Christian Press eventually came on uh, in the second half, she chipped the keeper mm-hmm. from, from the top of the box uh, in a spectacular fashion. Um, Kalia, 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 we haven't decided which is proper, but we're going to go with Kalia. Because I heard someone else say it once, um, scored forty-seven seconds, forty-eight, forty-eight. You. Okay, yeah. this they, she they the, corrected that then. But she broke the record, the previous record, which was set uh, Wednesday, which was forty-nine seconds. Oh, really? For one right. second longer. One yeah. second by 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 Lynn Williams, who, right. who started again this match. Um, there were a lot of new players out there. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure how how closely you follow the women's team. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm kind of curious if anyone stood out for you, any of these players, whether new or or veteran. I mean, I think that everybody's excited about Kalia. Is that what we decided? Kalia. Kalia. Oh, hi. Yeah, Everyone's been excited about her, and I believe that she has. she's one of the leading goal scorers in, goal scorers in NWSL. Um, I think generally people just look at the team and how well it played um, both yesterday and the game against Switzerland last Wednesday when they have this camp that has so many younger players in, and f- I think people can feel optimistic about the future. 
And the question with the U.S. is always, well, when is the rest of the world going to catch up? And we have this, this huge advantage, and I think that people can be optimistic about the future of the team, and that that's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. And that was without Mallory Pugh out there, right? right. Who is who is the the young superstar, the the eighteen or or nineteen year old now? Uh, I mean, basically, her and uh, Christian Pulisic are, are the uh, the caster and the prom king and queen. What's the what's of US I'm thinking of the the twins? Who are the famous? Famous Greek twins. Anyway, um, the other person screwed up my mythology. Yes. Sorry, guys. I feel like as away. a parent of twins, you should know. Yeah, that. I should know that. <laughs> yeah, that and... something. All right, we'll give you uh, the break to look that up. Thank you. Um, the other person who impressed me was Lynn Williams. I mean, scored in the debut, uh, got first start this time, and then contributed an assist, which shows that there's a little bit of range. It'll be interesting to see how she can interplay with certainly Alex Morgan. But as you're looking at, I mean, Abby Wambach's retirement, who's going to step into that and who's going to be able to work with Morgan, who's always worked better with another striker up front, to actually not only score those goals and set them up by herself, but set up Alex for other goals. And I think that Lynn might be a part of that equation. Yeah, well, one of the weird things is that, um, you know, you've got, you, you have Crystal Dunn and Lynn who are both up there, and both of them are a little bit pacier, um, more similar to to Alex Morgan certainly um, than the Abby Wambach. There's no there's no like for like for Abby Wambach, but Carly Lloyd's being pushed up further. Carly Lloyd was playing at times as the second striker, and then her and Crystal Dunn switched, and she was the number ten. And um, and I mean Carly Lloyd, I made the joke at the top, but watching her play live, I've never watched her play live before. She's seven steps ahead of everyone. She was so good. Um, and it was so fun to watch her play, not just because of the Thunder Bastard, but just, just her passing is, is amazing. She just shakes people off. Um, so maybe Carly Lloyd in that position will be better, and maybe they don't need a, a, you know, the, the bruiser up top like, like Abby. Um, but even, I mean, so my dad was at the game, and he's not a very dedicated soccer fan, and he even came out of the game talking to us, and he said, I can't believe Carly Lloyd. She looks so much stronger and faster and everybody out there, even for someone who doesn't watch any soccer, he could just immediately tell that she's one of the best in the world. Or the best in the world. Or the best Last in the yeah. world, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And also interviewing her after, it's I'm I'm a I'm a giant and I'm still not quite used to people like that who I see on TV a lot. Like, oh, she's she's a normal sized woman. You know. She's not even like bulging muscles. She's just like a normal sized, really, really fit woman. But like, yeah, it's like yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm glowing because I'm I'm in love with Carly Lloyd, but she's getting married. Um, uh, five minutes later, we're gonna do the lightning round through the rest of the good, the bad, and the weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, any other um, thoughts on the U.S. women? Yeah, we... there were awesome things like DJ Flipside who um, did some awesome hype music. I actually uh, DJ Flipside needs to, the U.S. soccer needs to get rid of that guy. And actually, I'm I'm curious about this because I was in Dallas and I was in the air during the entirety of this match, um, so I missed. All of it, but I got back and I was hearing comments about DJ Flipside, which <laughs> you don't expect from a US. What they've had him hired, they've hired had him. I've seen him at many matches before. I think they started using him maybe a year or two ago. Oh, okay, I yeah, I, I've never seen him before, but I mean, yeah, he was just a hype man. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> DJ at the Timberwolves games. Yeah. Got. Okay. It was awesome. Okay, so you've got just like a, a background beat as the team's dribbling up. No, the no, field. it's just, just it's just before <laughs> before the match. You know, just while people are getting oh, in. That's too bad. Yeah, I wanted the build-up play no. to actually have music <laughs> and just like yeah. clap, 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 chants. Well, so, fine. 
I mean, what do you think about the attendance numbers and what that means for you know soccer's ability to attract people here in the U.S. or here in the Twin Cities? I think that's a better indicator than the Chelsea Milan was, because this shows uh, a U.S.-based team rather than uh, Euro snob neutrals from local. I, I mean, I think I mean my my experience of walking around that that uh, Chelsea AC Milan match was that no matter what, it was just it was people who there's a large wealth of people who are they are you can convince them to be full time soccer fans, but they're not. You know they. They have a jersey, they play FIFA, their kids play soccer, they played soccer, whatever it is, you can convince them. And I don't know what the overlap between this match and that other match was. It probably actually was pretty similar. You know, lots of, lots of families at both. And um, I think both, it, it's great. I mean, no matter what, you're never going to have the dark clouds, whatever, the, the hardcore people are never going to be more the the majority or even close to the majority the majority is going to be families uh you know people who are kind of more casual fans not necessarily families so i i I think it's great i mean i think that having having even though it felt like not that many people it was still twenty three thousand people it was still more than will be at our mat uh, at minnesota united matches when they build their stadium so i don't i i think that that's pretty good. It also makes me hope that once we have our stadium, someone can start talking about NWSL team. Because it just makes... With the, the, the amount of overhead it takes... We talked about this on last, last week's show, but the amount of overhead it would take is not that much. Salary cap is 300000 You're just exploiting labor, so right. might as well just... <laughs> Do it in a stadium you've already built. Yeah, right. Yeah. Even less cost. Um, other good that happened locally, Minneapolis City won their U.S. Open qualifier against Oakland, not that Oakland county. Um, both scores were scored by Whitney Brown, uh, who some are touting as the U.S. Jamie Vardy. Um, one person. I just touting. assume he's Bobby Brown and Whitney Brown's son. Right. Is and that is no, that not true? No, that is true. It's okay. just the two of them commingled into one body. Oh. Impressive. Really impressive. And who thought that that would turn into soccer? Dan Hodeman. Dan did. Did Dan personally, personally clone? You bet, Whitney Brown. Wow, good for him. Little Excellent work. Yeah, so uh, hats off to you, Dan. Actually, actually, you might want to just give up on the soccer uh, business and go into full time cloning. If if that's there's what more know. money in cloning, I promise. Um, so they'll be moving on. I don't think they have the draw yet, as far as who would be in the next round. No, but, but that's that match would be in November. And the game was played up at Nessie. I was not able to go. It's uh, because of uh, I'll just blame my kids, but. Uh, I watched um, I watched the, most of the first half, and the first half for them, it looked bad. And then all of a sudden, they started to, to come alive. When they gave up their goal, and then they started to come alive, and then it was a much better game. But the first first like 20 minutes, it's was like, oh, this looks bad. But thank, thank goodness for them. Congratulations, Minneapolis City. Um, and I'm looking forward to the November match. Although, if that's a home match, that's going to be a cold, cold match up in Blaine. Bring it on. Oh, and the wind tunnel there, too. Oh. Brutal. Oh, yeah. The wind tunnel plane. Also bad. Also bad. Let's go to let's go to the, the bad. Uh, the bad is the USL playoffs. We're just going to give it the Royal one fell swoop. Well, the bad. USL final, yeah. I mean, that final was bad. Did you see the, uh, the was it the game winner 
the, it was the goal that bounced about five yeah, different times. Yeah, it was the Keystone Cops uh, moment where, yeah, it was some of the worst defending you'll ever see. The get, match finished um, 5-1. Uh, New York Red Bulls, two beat the Swope Park Rangers. Which is Sporting Kansas City's yeah, second team. Yeah, in front of about 5,000 people or something like that. I didn't see the official number, but... Um, yeah, that's not a good... That's not a really good advertisement for your league. Um, USL has done a lot good. That is not one of them. Uh, other good? Uh, let's go right to MLS playoffs uh, with Dallas and Oscar Pereja, who is another one of uh, my lord and saviors. I've got many. I'm, uh, I'm, polytheist? Yeah, polytheist. Good so. for you. Um, so they won the Supporter Shield. Uh, the bad is that the Portland Timbers are just bad. They're a bad team. Oh, and we can say it now. I also think Caleb Porter is bad. I know I, I always just make fun of him because he's a dude who wears a, a like a puffy vest and he's an adult. Um, but he uh, he's not good. I called him the M. Night Shyamalan of soccer uh, on Twitter. And, um, I mean, they, they, won the, they won the cup last year, but they weren't a good, very good team. No. And he's got good players on that team. So... I just think he's kind of. I liked that in his post-match conference, post-season conference. I guess he just threw everyone else but Caleb Porter under the bus. Did he? I missed. Yeah, he was saying uh, we've had the injuries, but if you have injuries like that, you need to have depth. Our bench guys didn't step up. Individual players should have been able to step up and carry the team on the back, and they let us down uh, and just threw everybody under the bus. Um, It was. Unbelievable! You think his players are going to give him wedgies? I think it, that's upgrading. Like you know that they're at looking that at him and they're just thinking, "I'm going to wedgie that nerd." I would swirly him first, yeah. certainly, and then wedgie him from the flagpole and leave him there to stay. Um, but that does leave 12 teams in the playoffs out of 20. So don't worry, over half of MLS, your seasons will go on. Let's um, finish on the weird, which is which is well, yeah. We'll come back to MLS in a bit, but I want to finish on the weird here. With the Grant Wall quote that M- Emily you read, yeah, um, this was uh, Grant Wall was just doing a mailbag response uh, to someone who asked what the over unders for for Minnesota getting uh, next year in MLS, and um, want want to be clear that I mean it's it's a hot take, right? Uh, saying that a team that has no players is going to f- have five <laughs> wins next year, that's a total hot take, Actually, but. I have to admit, that's kind of an insult to the league, right? For them to say this team that has no players, five of you will lose matches to that <laughs> yeah, team. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. bad. Yeah, yeah. Somehow it just came off the woodwork. Uh, Portland, <laughs> well, Portland away. Portland, but, that's yeah, two, because yeah, then we're, we're going to play them at home. Chicago, yeah. that's three. So um, it, I, I wrote a piece uh, you know, asking, will Minnesota United uh, FC be the worst team in the history of MLS? Uh, that's up on 55-1. I'm curious. Do, do either of you two? Since I wrote, I wrote out my my thoughts. Do either of you two have any thoughts on this? Like, it, how bad are Minnesota? Minnesota might be terrible. I don't know. What do you have thoughts? I mean, here's the thing. Like, we ha- literally have no idea because they don't have any players. But is the fact that they haven't gotten any players and don't have that lined up is that enough of a bad sign to indicate that that's how things are going to go? And that there's this. I mean, compared to Atlanta, it's this late in the game. Like. Is that alone enough to say that things aren't going to go well? I mean, it's not a great sign. It's not encouraging, but Atlanta has Kenwin Jones and a Greek 
or a 23-year-old goalkeeper from Greece who couldn't start in the Greek league, which isn't known as a power league, and uh, Hector Vialba, yeah, yeah, who was who's an impressive, I mean, type of right. player to sign as a right. DP, but just but doesn't have the track record. Is the fact that they're just that much further ahead of Minnesota in planning is that an? Is that I, I a think bad it's sign? I think it's a totally legitimate uh, critique. Um, one the the Minnesota response would be that they have players, they just have not announced them, or they or it hasn't, or they haven't been totally finalized. Whatever it is. They're waiting until the, league, the the NASL season's over. NASL season is likely over this weekend. Right. So next week might be effing crazy. They're going to have a whole roster. Right. right. Um, <laughs> so it's, a, it's totally legitimate that people would have this criticism. But what, what strikes me as kind of crazy is that some of these GMs are like not able to maybe self-reflect enough, or agents or whatever, not able to fully self-reflect and be like, to understand, a you you it's a crazy effing league, right? Colorado Rapids, the team that everyone said would be the worst team in the league, almost won the supporter shield. And then the Portland Timbers and Columbus Crew, who made the final last year, are both out of the playoffs for this coming year. It's a league that makes no sense. And the one the main point I came away with after I wrote the article and kind of thought through it a lot is that Philadelphia Union, if you go and look at their inaugural roster, it was bad. I can. Like, Christian Ramirez, who knows what type of striker he'll be in MLS. He is better than Sebastian Latou. I can, I can just say that. I, I know it as, for, as a fact. It's in your heart. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. in my heart. He's better. <laughs> Sebastian Latou is not a bad player, but Christian's better. And Sebastian Latou was one of the best players on that team. Right. Uh, so, I, and they still got eight wins, right? Lots of bad teams have been set up poorly from the beginning. Um, DC United have were the worst team ever, I believe. I'm not sure in terms of points. Yeah, yeah but in terms wins. of three wins, yeah. So Minnesota will be better than DC United in 2013. Although DC United did win the Open Cup that year. So, so partial credit. Yeah, so. And the thing is, I mean, this could all change. Let's say this won't happen. But let's say Minnesota United signs Basti Schweinsteiger and Carlos Tevez as their first two DPs. I'm not sure that would make me feel better, actually. I don't know if that would make me... Carlos Tevez, though. Tevez would. Tevez, oh my god, I would love that guy. But like GMs would suddenly be saying, like, Manny Lagos is the equivalent of, I don't know, Bruce Arena for the next decade. I think there is a legitimate problem that they don't have a coach. And that is the problem of... If... I don't know if 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 Carl could have just won the spring or something like that, we could have been had, had a different year. Even if we tanked, totally lost it in first round of the playoffs, if he did something enough to give them faith, then he could go on. Or if the team just kind of decided earlier to just throw him uh, over the boat, over the side of the boat, um, then then we could have moved on. But the the kind of indecision there that is a big move, and Tata Martino. I don't know if he'll be any good. No one knows if he'll be any good. But he is someone who is impressive. That is an impressive capture. Um, so, I don't know. But you also look at NYCFC. Everyone said they were geniuses for getting Jason Kreiss. And look at, I mean, they... David Villa and Frank Lampard. Yeah. But I they mean, didn't actually have Lampard. Yeah, they woke up from their, their own daydream in, in their own feces. So Right. So, who knows? I think it's just it's way too early to say that. And... If nothing else, five wins wouldn't make them the worst team in history. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's take a break. 
Yes. Uh, we're going to transition over to more Minnesota United stuff. If you want to flip to the B side of your record yeah. on this podcast, we'll do the music thing and we'll come back and we'll talk about the 1 0 drubbing and carry. Welcome back to 551. Uh, I'm Wes. I'm here with Emily and Jeff. Um, I, I, I do, before we hit Minnesota United, we're not going to go through our whole brackets, but Jeff and I did do our brackets. We've got the bracket challenge on uh, 551. You can go enter that and enter the league. I want to know, um, well, I'll just say this. You can come up with what the most interesting parts of yours. I'm looking at, in the Eastern Conference Championship, so... The semifinal, I have a New York Derby with uh, you know, Red Bulls and NYCFC. And then over in the other semifinal, I've got Dallas and L.A. Um, I have L.A. winning it against NYCFC just because I, I just think that L.A. find a way. Even when they're crappy, they find a way. Yeah. Um, do you have any... Who stand, what stands well, out for you? Well, for me, I am not actually picking NYCFC to get past Toronto, who I think will win the play-in game against Philadelphia Union pretty handily. But there isn't a good track record for expansion or for first-time playoff teams to do well right. in their first instance of the playoffs. And so I just don't see them getting past. I mean, Toronto's in their second one, so they're hungry. They kept pretty much their entire core from last year, and all they did was shore up the back line. So I think that they're going to be better suited for this year. And then, uh, I mean, I've got a, a New York versus, or we've got Tim Howard coming home to New York for the final. So you have you have Colorado versus uh, New York Red Bulls or NYCFC? Yeah, Red Bulls. Oh wow! All right, yeah. Emily. Off the top of your head, who? What is the final going to be? Just decide. Final is going to be. Uh... Just scanning, scanning the bracket right now. <laughs> Make sure it's this is. Good. I mean, I did my bracket in in literally about forty five seconds. I think so. it's going to be Red Bulls against uh, maybe Dallas. Okay. Ooh. All right, there we but, go. Even though, well, they are missing the second most important Diaz in the world behind uh, Yuno Diaz, with Maro being hurt for the year. All right. It's well, tough. Yes, yes. They, I but mean, that's a bold call saying never, second most important. Never Diaz. doubt Oscar Pereja. I'm with you there. Uh, well, let's talk about Minneapolis or Minnesota United FC. I was going through my notes and saw the wrong thing. Um, they were uh, away to Carolina. Um, before these last three matches, I said they need at least six or seven points. They now have three from two, so they need to win this weekend. And even then, they won't know until the next day because NESL is stupid and did not schedule all their final day matches at the same time. Uh, so they'll have to wait. And Ryo OKC are at home to Indy, right? Yeah, at home to yeah, Indy. Yeah, at home. Um, so on their... Uh, on their you know, checkerboard field, checkerboard uh, pitch. Did you watch the Carolina match? Either of you? Do Do you have anything to say about it? I mean, I just want to cry mostly, but I did watch part of it, and then I thought we scored, and then when we didn't, I was at the night before party, so there was a loud yeah. crowd that was cheering when we scored, and then and then just and didn't then, score. Yeah, yeah. Danny Cruz hit the crossbar. That was pretty cool. That was a nice play by Danny. Danny's been honestly snake bit. How many times has he almost scored this year? It's like Jamie Watson, his first season for us. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing. Where it's just like, just, just 
break the dunk. And this does Danny be, have any goals for us? No, none. This would be his first professional season without a goal. You know, wow, so I mean, just a bummer. Tough for the guy. I'd say the same is. thing with Jamie. I was just like, man, the guy he's doing so well and just needs a just it's yeah. and that was him that was Jamie this fall before the, the first one finally after the ACL tear mm-hmm. too. Um so yeah, Matt Fondy scored. That kinda made it hurt even worse. That it was Matt Fondy who scored the goal that'll probably knock us out of the playoffs. Um good saves by Sammy all around. Uh Nas Albadawi skied a penalty kick and with his bleached blonde hair tapped into his inner Messi. Yeah. And uh, missed the PK, which was kind of nice. Uh, but United, I mean, there wasn't the urgency. They had 42% of the ball. They completed 74% of their passes. Um, Those are not good numbers. No. Now, Kerry is a hard place to play. Um, we don't win often. We don't get a result often in Carolina. And so um, it's not unexpected. Uh, but now it's all to do. We could beat the Cosmos at home again, like we did earlier in the season. The Cosmos will probably field a weakened side. Um, they've got no reason to care, um, but uh, so will Indy in uh, in Oklahoma City, especially playing on crappy turf. Although they always play on crappy turf, so, so. they're right at home. And they knocked off Tampa to knock them out of the playoffs this week, even though they had nothing to play for either. Yeah, so. I don't know. Um, Steve Lilly asked, Saturday will be nerve-wracking. Will be... Wait, should we... Yeah, sorry. Saturday will be nerve-wracking. A win keeps us alive till Sunday. Should we start aggressive or sit back and try and sneak a goal? This is against against the Cosmos. Any thoughts? And I mean... I think we should just follow the playbook of the last home match and just wait until the 90th minute to show that we can do it. Wouldn't that be more impressive than like scoring right away? Was the last time we beat Cosmos? You mean the only time we beat yeah, the Cosmos? Yeah. And just say, you know what? We're purposely going to wait till the 90th minute and then do the exact same play. And we're going to have Justin Davis crossing a ball to Christian, who's going to softly toe poke it underneath Jimmy Maurer. What if they just put the last game on the jumbotron? We just all watch that. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> Some firewalk fireworks. Well, that was convince a, the league yeah. that it'll happen. Or that that was the, actually the match, and All the, the standing will just show a one nil win. The the pain of that match before that goal, like watching the game, where you're like, again, we are better than them again. We have chances again, and we still didn't do it. That that was I was feeling the pain from the stands. Then um, I don't have anything else to say about the game this last weekend. Uh, we, we're making our Minnesota United sections short since we talked about how they're going to be terrible next year. Uh, instead, I'll, I'll go right to um, the Twitter questions. And this is from uh, AJ. I don't know AJ. So I don't know if it's Yannig or Janig or Janig or at EHJ um, says, What team can I hate the most when Cosmos are no longer an option next year? Sporting Kansas City isn't good enough of an answer. Oh, the Cosmos are always an option. <clears throat> you can always hate the Cosmos. That's the beautiful part about it. That is true. Yeah, you can always hate the Cosmos. I don't know. Do you have any? Do you guys uh, have you started to think about who you're going to hate the most? I mean, is it that... seems like Seattle is the option. Everybody ends up hating Seattle because they think that their supporters are arrogant. I mean, there's... but that seems like it's kind of a lazy choice too. You can always hate New York teams because they're stupid. You can always and... hate the Portland Timbers. You can always mm-hmm. hate them because they're dirty hippies. Right. And we're a better biking city than Portland. Are we a better beer city, though? Uh, we are not, no. Not yet. Um, we'll get there. 
<laughs> you can always hate Texas teams because Texas is a terrible place. Um, let's see. Uh, Maybe here's a better question: Which team can't you hate? Oh, which team? I for a while just, I not had Chicago. A, you just feel too sorry for them. That's a good. Point. No, I, you can no, you can hate but them. But you can you can just. But it actually will feel good hating them because uh, some of these other teams, with how bad we're going to be, it'll be nice to have at least. We can't, At least we can't we're not pick Chicago. too high. We have to kind of like. Uh, I, I mean, I used to have trouble hating <laughs> the Galaxy when Donovan was on the team with Bruce Arena. I mean, even though it's a superstar team, I just for some reason loved them. Uh, White Donovan Caps. is back. So. He is, and Arena's still there. Yeah, so uh, I can't hate the White Caps, but they do have Giovanni Dos Santos. Sorry, so Galaxy, I do hate for for Dos Santos. He's my least favorite uh, player of all time, other um, than Rafa Marquez. But Ve- White Caps, you can't hate. Can't hate the Whitecaps. Because of Jay Demerit? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you can't hate, can't hate the Canadians. Can't hate, yeah, that's just it. It's like maybe Montreal. I don't, yeah, I can hate Montreal. And, I, I did have a great time at a Toronto game once. Uh, a, Good for a, you. A, a woman named uh, Sonia Missio. Missio? I forget. Anyway, she's one of the founders of Unusual Efforts. Uh, she gave me a free ticket once, and we hung out, and it was great. She, so I, I'll give Toronto a pass just for Sonia's sake. Eventually, I'll hate them though, Sonia. So, uh, so that's it. We pretty much like three teams that you can like: Atlanta United on Real Salt Lake. Sure, okay, good for them. Yeah, I, good for I them. I can't hate them. I, I just don't care about them. It's about uh, it. Salt Lake City is beautiful. You can't hate Real Salt Lake. I hate Florida, so Orlando can die. Um, Atlanta, obviously, we hate. And if they get yeah. Andres Gordado, I mean, I just like all I want to do is finish above Atlanta. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Chicago actually, Fire is my actually, I'm just gonna have Grant Wall on speed dial the second we get our sixth win. <laughs> Can who sets an over under at a solid number? I don't know how. Isn't it supposed works. to be at a half? I don't know how gambling works. Like it's gonna be like five and a half, and you can choose the under, so that way there's no push. I thought that's like rule number one of setting odds. I have no idea how yep. that works. He needs to go to Vegas. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Go to Vegas, Grant. Um, next question. Um, Eric Silva Brenneman says. Watch party. So this is Minnesota United watch party. They had it at Bauhaus, uh, which I used to live a block away from. But um, does Bauhaus normally get away with their blood orange lager mixing with San Pellegrino? Ooh, that's a scandal. I've never heard of that. I haven't either. I mean, part of me wants to try that because I love San Pellegrino. I love the blood orange lager. I mean, what could go wrong? But obviously Eric is saying that this is a bad thing. Good thing, bad thing. Mixing a lager with San Pellegrino. Anyone have any votes? I don't know. I uh, really like soda water, so it sounds it sounds kind of gross. Okay, Eric, you're wrong. Oh, you saying sounds gross? Yeah. Okay. Just you don't. You despite like, my you like soda water for San Pellegrino. And, yeah, okay. hmm. Eagle Eye Steve says, uh, "Tell me why I should shouldn't be convinced by Socrates' city in speech. The city in speech. This is we had a lot of literary questions last week." Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. Do you know this? Do you know the city and speech? Take it away, doctor. You're good. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't... Ancient uh, philosophy, um, old philosophy, I'm, I'm not up on. 19th century and 20th century philosophy, I know a lot about. But, name the twins. Uh, did you did you come up with the name of the twins yet? Um, no, no, no. I, I have something in my brain, but I know it's wrong, so I don't want to say it out loud. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I can't tell you anything about that, uh, Steve. Uh, you you've got me stumped. You tell me about it on on Twitter. Um, 
Brian Hampf says, uh, I don't want to go back and watch Saturday's Minnesota United match or watch last night's Walking Dead. Hearing both disappointing help. Ooh, I can help with that. Do you watch Walking Dead, either of you? No. No, but watch Atlanta. Or watch You're the Worst. I think those are the two things on TV that I would recommend. What is You're the Worst? I don't know this. It's a comedy on FXX now. Um, it's just about like two people in their young thirties who are just terrible people, but are great for each other. Being the worst. Yeah. And okay. they're the worst. They meet at a wedding and, uh, hilarity yeah. ensues from there. Atlanta. Gave, great though. I have not watched Atlanta's that great. yet, but I gave up on Walking Dead uh, two seasons ago cause it's just stupid. But so, um, I'm going to say to you, Brian, just to answer the question, don't watch either. Uh, do you, but give us at least just then a, a different, uh, TV recommendation for Brian's sake. Oh man, you're putting me on the spot. Uh, I to think. I'll say, Brian. I just watched The Last Kingdom a little while ago, which is on Netflix. It's a BBC show about ninth century Britain. So if you like history, Steve, you might want to listen. Oh. I mean, it's this past Socrates time, but it's surprisingly decent. Not not stellar, but it's a good watch. So anyway. All right, I was trying to think of what it's my favorite show. Time to think. The Americans. Oh, yeah. Hasn't been on in a while. Doesn't start another new season for a while, but I am obsessed with that show. The Americans is the best show on television yeah. right now. Yes. yes. Okay, great. Except Good. it's unfortunately not on television for like six more months or yeah. something. You so can come back caveat. to this podcast. So caveat, anytime. you're going to be disappointed waiting around for the we'll rest We'll do an, of it. the Americans preview episode. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe it. Yes. Um, uh, Tyler, who is on Twitter, at the death loon. Uh, do you think Damian Lowe really deserves a mention for player, uh, Young Player of the Year award? Sure. He's on the, he's on the short list, which can is a you, long list. Uh, the long list is, what, 15 players? It's can basically you, everyone who's young yeah, who got minutes. Can you name minutes. 15 so, better young players yeah, in the league? I can't. The only reason he's on there is because he's... Uh, he was not a bad player. No. He's not in the top three. Right. Um, but he's on, he's on the long list, so that's why he's there. Um, Bob Williams... Uh, our buddy from the Telegraph says, "What if anything changes for next year if Minnesota do not get fourth place compared year? to if they would have gotten fourth place?" Yeah, I don't think that changes much. If you don't You're think you don't think if if Carl if they win this weekend, Kay. get into the playoffs and then go on and win the win the championship, do you think Carl can keep his job? But that would be first place, not fourth place. No, if they if they got the fourth place, if they got the playoffs, <laughs> and then. So if they win this weekend, they get into the playoffs if Ryo loses. And then they can go on and, and win the championship. Um, d- d- is that enough to... Yes. Maybe. Yeah, like, I don't so think... Is I don't it, think do I think he should or would, would I he? Well, I don't know. We're all guessing at what, what Bill McGuire and, and owners would be thinking. But should or... In your mind, should he keep it at that point? Probably not. It hasn't been the most convincing season, has it? Yeah, I think it would definitely be enough to get an interview and contention, but I I don't think that the next, well, that would be, what, three matches between the Cosmos match, the semis, and the finals? I don't think that would be enough to really change the opinions after the first 33. Yeah. Thoughts? No, I'm with you. I I don't know. And I don't know what I would do if I were in that position either. Um, The depends. Oh, I did hear this amazing rumor that is totally not true. But because I was I was making some phone calls and talking to people today, and someone said that there was a rumor going around that Avram Grant was in contention for the job, which is and by the way, I just want to say this is completely not true. 
because the person who told me told it to me said that they had been asked, "Hey, is this Avram Grant thing true?" And he was like, "No, it's not true. It is literally." So I want to be clear. It, he is. He's obviously going to be our. It's next like coach. the Big Sam rumor. Yeah, I know. So obviously, all I'm saying is Avram Grant will not be our manager, but he's probably going to be our manager next year. Bring it up, Avram Grant, out of left field. Just so amazing. Final question. Thanks for ending it on this one. Uh, country uh, Cosmos Country Lou says, "What plagues your club? Your recent form is not what I would have expected of yeah, your that's roster." Yeah, that's got to have a different accent with it. What plagues your club? Yeah. Uh, what plagues it, man? What yeah. plagues the club? I don't know. Hard to say. Do you think that it's the fact that a lot of the players don't know if they're going to be around next year? I mean, that would suck. Like, I would just imagine if you don't know where you're going to be in your career in three months, it'd be pretty tough to focus on what you've got going on right now. I could see that being a factor. And for some of them, no matter how well they play, it's just not going to happen. So, There there are a million reasons. I want to say, first of all, we've never been a good team. We've never been a great team. Sorry, I should say that. We've been a good team. I want everyone to... like. I think that there's this imagination about Minnesota United... That we are just like spending money and we are a badass team. We've only won two trophies, both of them in 2014. One was a spring season trophy, which let's just be honest, is a shitty trophy. It's right. 10 games. And then the other one is the, the combined season trophy, which is not a real trophy because I can't drink beer off of it. So we've never been great. Yeah. And I th- I feel like in the people... soccer bowl year we were the sixth team in the playoffs in a season where there were eight teams total. Yes, in 2011 when we won when we won the championship, it was barely edging into the playoffs. The next year we we got into the playoffs a little bit better. We were a little bit better, but we've never been a great team. Yeah, but last year after the end of the season, you th- people expect more because they go around they buy up all of the NASL best eleven team, and people expect that that will turn into something better. Yeah, how's Tommy Heineman doing in Tampa Bay? <laughs> it just never works. I mean, I wish I wish that Manny would have learned that lesson a while ago. But Manny was thinking, there's someone like Lance Lang. Let's bring him in and see if he's he's going to be the type of guy we can take to MLS. How'd that work out? Not very well. Same same with Stefano Pino. We never put together a team that was actually meant to win this year. But I also think they they just didn't choose between... You could have tried to put out a team this year to win. You could have tried to put out completely, like, just get rid of some people and let's bring in all these young people. Montreal Impact did this the year before they went. All these young people and see who sticks and kind of throw this year away. They didn't do that fully. And so they did something in between, and I don't think it works. I don't think that it's helped us prepare for MLS next year, especially since Jeb Brovsky... He looks to be out. You know, I don't know what his injury is, but that is the type of the way the non-contact falling down, the way his teammates responded. That's an injury that's a long term. He's not coming to MLS. Right. So, how many of these players who came in this year, Danny Cruz's, Jeb Brovsky's, et cetera, are going to come with us? I, I mean, I, I think that I'm now down to four pl- players coming with us in my brain. Who you got? Uh, off the top of my head, I think it's Christian. Uh, Viva, JD, and uh, Danny. And Coleman, five. You okay. don't think Ben Spees? No. No, I think that Ben Spees is a talented player but has too many holes in his game. 
What's your list? What do you got? Oh, man. I don't know. I would have put, like, Christian and Justin Davis on it, probably. Yeah. I mean, I think that they'd, they'd be the first two, right? Yeah. Yeah, assuming that. you can you can uh, pay Christian his money. Right. Which, who knows? Man wants a paycheck. Man wants a pay- Man deserves a paycheck at this point, too. Yeah. You nailed it. I mean, they they never were. Uh, with the NASL, and maybe we'll do a little bit more of a in-memoriam to the NASL yeah. saga during the offseason, because we might have a week to kill before news comes out. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it was. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, definitely, if you're ever, if any of you are wondering, should I go to this game on Nessie at Saturday? Go. Well, yeah, it's good. We, we haven't talked about this. This is the end of an era. This is a like a like. I will get a little bit verklempt, uh going up there. I mean, it's first place. I I really experienced soccer uh, in in a in a way that that has now become kind of the way I experience soccer. You know, I'd been to professional games before, but nothing like this. And so, yeah, it's, it's going to be, I, I never experienced the days when they went down to the Jimmy in, in St. Paul and, and brief, the thunder briefly moved, but, um, it'll be a, it'll be a magical moment. You know, I hope that they win, even if they don't get, even if Ryo wins the next day, I hope that they get a result that game. Uh, but it'll still be, it'll still be good. Uh, all the memories of NASL and, that but um let's call it quits unless there's anything else from any final words uh emily where where can we find you on on twitter if are you are you or unless you're a protected account and then you no not protected uh my twitter handle is at emily johns j-o-h-n-s okay great uh jeff you are at jeff ruder okay and i am uh at mn nice fc uh you can find this podcast on uh, Google Play, Stitcher, I don't know what other things. That, iTunes, whatever whatever you there. use, you can find it there. Um, uh, and SoundCloud, obviously, or just on the website. Uh, come see us at 55.1. You can also leave questions uh, in the kind of comment section and, uh, and send us more questions on Twitter. And Westberdine at 55.1 is where you can email longer questions if you want or, um, you know, erotic fan fiction about uh you know landon donovan um this has been fun thank you emily for for coming on and, and talking uh talking soccer with us and, thank you for having me and jeff uh